Doing hard things is, well, hard. In today's episode, we're giving you a sneak peek at how this five-day trip in our camper has been hard for us. And it might not be why you think, so stay tuned. You're listening to the Digital Barbell Podcast. Our mission is to provide you with a clear path to health and fitness through education, coaching, and accountability. We are your hosts, Jonathan and Blakely Fletcher, and we are here to serve you. If you like what we're doing, please subscribe to this podcast and leave us a five-star review so that we can reach more people. You can find us daily on Instagram and Facebook at Digital Barbell. Now, let's get to today's topic. All right, guys, welcome to episode number 156 of the Digital Barbell Podcast, coming to you live in the flesh from Boise, Idaho, area code 208, (laughs) specifically from the north end of Boise. If anybody has lived in or been to Boise, they'll know that the people that live in the north end like to brag that they live in the north end, but we're just renting an Airbnb here, so don't get too excited. <laughs> I thought we'd start this episode off by reading a quote from a client, oh, a little awesome. inspiration for some people. I love it. This is from Luke. He said, I know that you both probably hear this a lot, but I need to say it. So far, this has been such a rewarding experience. I'm learning so much about myself, and I find that I look forward to working out each week. Things I never thought I'd be able to do or feel comfortable enough doing are the things I enjoy most. I'm thankful that I decided to take a chance and reached out for help. You both have been nothing but a blessing so far. Thank you so so much for all that you do for the digital barbell community. And I know he said for the two of you, but this definitely extends to our other coaches Mm -hmm. also. And uh, I'm super proud of Luke for starters. But I think that this quote that he gave us, ties in to what we are going to talk about today. We're kind of going off script without a huge plan today. Uh, sometimes when you spend five plus days driving from Wimberley, Texas to Boise, Idaho, you have a lot of time to talk and reflect on things. And this is just kind of what's on our mind right now. We want to talk about getting outside of our comfort zones, doing hard things, mm-hmm. what that means to different people right? and kind of get into just some personal experiences of things that we've been talking about and, mm-hmm. and dealing with lately. So like I said, we're in Boise, Idaho right now. For those of you guys that don't know, we used to live here. Probably most of you that know us personally think of us as being from Houston, which is where Blakely mm-hmm. and I met and lived for a long time. But in 2019, we had the opportunity to leave our jobs, Blakely closed her gym, me quit my job as a construction superintendent. And by the blessing of our dear friends I'm about to, cry. <laughs> to come and live in Boise in a house that our friends owned, but didn't live in, they were planning to move there eventually, but, um, they were renting it out to somebody else. And that lease was up and they knew that we were taking a big leap and starting digital barbell full time, leaving the safety net of our salaries essentially. Yeah. Um, so we, we came to Boise sight unseen, moved up here with everything we owned, uh, in 2019, um, and started doing this full, full time. We had already been doing digital barbell on the side 
for about a year when Blakely owned her gym, coaching people on nutrition and, um, you know, basically people that were members of Blakely's gym who had referred us out to help them overcome injuries and help with training, but they didn't live in Houston. So that's kind of how digital barbell got started outside of those walls. So, uh, we weren't making enough money through digital barbell at the time to provide for Mm -hmm. ourselves, but our friends were gracious enough to say, Hey, we know that we're, you're doing this thing. Would you like to go live in our house in Idaho for free <laughs> for about a year? Yeah. Uh, so obviously God's hand was in the, the mix of all that. And we said, after thinking about it a lot and praying about it and pontificating back and <laughs> forth, we said, yes. Um, oh, you know what that was funny? We had like a wooden bench that was, oh, we had like a bunch of wooden benches around my gym and, um, Sorry, I'm like getting all emotional about this already. But like one of there's like a co- a company that makes wood that's called like Boise Cascade, I mm-hmm. think. So anyway, we had this bench that just the word Boise was printed on it and we had like moved it from the gym to our house for some reason. It was actually randomly in our bedroom, like <laughs> wooden bench. Yeah. I have no idea why. But anyway, um, like we were thinking about this and I, one day I walked in there and this bench was in there and it had Boise printed across it, which I never even like thought of the <laughs> the yeah. city Boise before in my life, or even I'd actually had to look at a map to be like, where is Boise, Idaho? Um, yeah. And that was, it's like, everybody's like Idaho, Iowa, Ohio. I get all those confused. <laughs> which one is which? And, uh, one other funny thing is like our friends in Houston, they lived in Houston with us at the time that owned this house. And, um, like they would come drop into the gym every so mm-hmm. often they went to a different gym. Um, and they were coming to work out on that particular Saturday. And for some reason, I, I just had this premonition yeah. that they were going to like present this kind of opportunity <laughs> you told to me that us. And I was like, no way. Yeah, they did. And I did. And that's the way that yeah. it played out. So anyway, we, we took them up on their offer. We moved to Boise. We lived here for about a year and a half. Um, and pretty much right after we moved here in uh, September of 2019 mm-hmm. as we're getting, getting settled and we knew nobody and then boom, the world shuts down. Yeah. Luckily, you know, we already had the infrastructure to operate an online business built out before then. Mm-hmm. And that's actually kind of the beginning of when we really started to see our business flourish was during COVID because so many people took that opportunity to start to use that extra time they mm-hmm. had to focus on their health. And a lot of the things we have right now came out of that time. Um, like actually, like when I originally wrote body, it was a four day program and everybody was kind of stuck at home and they were like, I want a fifth a day. So I kind of made body, which then became full body remodel, a five day program. Um, the like free workouts from home. We just started giving away in our emails, free workouts and, Three, for three months, we gave away free workouts and we still, I kept all those and mm-hmm. we still use them for like our clients when they go on vacations and stuff. So like, there's just tons of stuff that came out of that time Yeah, that we didn't even know that was going to come out of it. Mm-hmm. So like, I think I said in the intro of this, but what we want to talk about is just the idea of doing hard things that push you outside mm-hmm. of the, your comfort zone and coming back here, um, you know, it was a reminder of us getting outside of our comfort zone and taking that leap of faith back in, in 2019. Um, and we knew we wanted to come back here and visit now our friends, they live in the house that they were nice enough to let us live in. Now they've completely remodeled it. It looks like something out of a magazine or an HGTV show. (laughs) Not that, not that it wasn't nice when they let us live in it, but yeah, it's, it's beautiful and it's great to, to be back visiting with them. But getting here was not easy. And just the decision to get here wasn't easy. Um, you know, you might think of like, or maybe for you, it's easy to decide to go on a vacation and make it happen. And you just pick the date, you book the 
the resort, the hotels, whatever it is, and it's set in stone and that's how it happens. But it doesn't usually play out for us like that. There's sometimes challenges. You know, we had this trip planned actually during ski season and, uh, my mom at the time was, she lives near us now and was, she kept like falling Mm -hmm. unexplainably and she lives by herself. And, um, we had to make the tough decision to postpone the trip at that time, uh, because we wanted to be close by in in case something happened. Yeah. And we were thought, all right, we'll go probably at the end of June, maybe the beginning of July. And then, um, my sister moved back to the country, which is an amazing thing. And she's probably listening to this now and tearing up, but, uh, we didn't think it would be right for, to have her move in with us and then leave the next day. Yeah. (laughs) Having been living overseas, you know, for the better part of 20 years. Well, we had had these, we had these Avid brothers concert tickets for a certain date in July. That's kind of why that was picked. And, um, like it was, we we bought the tickets in 2020 and then COVID shut down the concert. They rescheduled it for 2021. They canceled it. Yeah. And then they rescheduled it eventually for 2022. And our friends had the tickets and we were like, we have those tickets. I bought them in 2020. Let's go up there for that. Anyway, it was just a few days after your sister was going to move here. So we decided not to do that. Yeah. And we didn't pick another date really to make it happen. Um, but there's a lot of different ways that you can get to Boise, Ohio. Also, you you can (laughs) most commonly, you can do what most people do. You, you get on an airplane and you're there, you know, five, six, seven hours, depending on how many connecting flights you have. It's even easier when you buy everything that you purchase on a card that's tied to Southwest Airlines and you have a bazillion points <laughs> built up. That takes away the cost side of the equation yeah. because the tickets are very expensive right now. But the other way is to get in your car and go as quickly as possible. And that's which, what we used to do for when we lived in Boise, back right. and forth from Boise to Texas, Boise to Texas. That takes, uh, our friend Anthony did it in two days, but we've always taken three days yeah. to do it. And that's, that's one way to do it. The advantage of doing it that way is you get to have your pets with you and bring them. <laughs> and that's important to us because our pets are from Boise. We adopted <laughs> them during quarantine when we lived in, in Boise. We so call them, they're from the mean streets of Idaho. That's right. They were some <laughs> tough rescue dogs found together. They're sisters uh, and they still wear their Boise state collars to this day. So that's one of the advantages of getting in your car and driving. Mm-hmm. And then back at the end of last year, we actually bought a camper, which we've talked about on this uh, podcast, and they've been a sponsor of many episodes (laughs) up until this point. So another option is to connect your camper to your truck (laughs) and drive from Texas to Boise. This is a different experience because we've never never done anything like this before. We've only camped several hours from our house, and we've only done that probably half a dozen times Mm -hmm. up until this point. If I'm talking too much, just interrupt me. (laughs) So we had all these options and we thought about it and we kept pontificating and and keep in mind, like our default mode is to not be these adventurous people who go on big vacations and like this like complicated thing. Like our preference is to be in our routine, to have control over our workouts, Mm -hmm. our gym equipment, our food, our schedule, our home. We're kind of homebodies. So and be around, and be at our home and around the people that might need something of us. That's right. Is another piece of it. And all the psychologists and counselors <laughs> listening to this are probably already analyzing, like, okay, so you feel like you have to be in control of these things, and that's fine. That's just yeah. who we are. Um, so yeah, all this stuff is going on as we're trying to decide mm-hmm. what to do. Um, what, what kind of what was your mindset, and which way were you leaning? Because I know we went back and forth several times about what yeah. we were going to do. What was your thought process during that time? 
Well, I really just wanted to bring the dogs back here. It was just like something that was, I thought would be a lot of fun. And it has been to walk them into their old yard, to walk them around the streets that they just like, like, you know, he told, he said that like, we moved here basically right before COVID and like all we didn't know any, we didn't really get a chance to meet very many people um, because of that. And all we did was just like walk our dogs around these streets. And like, that was, it was just like a safe neighborhood feeling. There's kids still playing in the park. And like, that was our safety net was like, we picked up our groceries and we walked our dogs and it was just like this, (laughs) I just like kind of wanted to come back and, you know, come back to that moment in time, I guess. And, and so the flying part took away our dogs being able to come with us. Mm -hmm. So at first I was just leaning toward like, let's get there as quick as possible by the driving, just get in the car, drive for 12 hours, rest, drive for 12 hours, rest, drive for five hours. That's kind of how you do it. Mm -hmm. And you're there. And we used to do that all the time and it, it's just not fun. Yeah. You're exhausted by the, the day you haven't moved in 12 hours. You don't feel like you're dehydrated. Anything. You're your dehydrated. Body hurts. Yeah. And you know, we didn't really like any of the stops like, you know, along the way and everything. <laughs> you don't like just, staying in Amarillo? No. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody from Amarillo is listening to this, Sorry. we apologize. <laughs> so that was the first, the way I was leaning. I just, we have only, we live 45 minutes from Austin and we've mostly camped in Austin twice. Um, so we have not taken the camper anywhere, um, substantial, much less like through the mountains yeah. of Utah and Idaho and New Mexico. So going back to our theme, like you can kind of see making this decision in the first place was kind of a hard thing yeah. for us because it's not something we really, it's outside of our comfort zone. Right. So we made the decision to, take the camper route. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was really excited once we made the decision yeah, actually, were too. you too? I was, I was literally up until the day we like, even the day we were leaving, I was, I was just looking forward to it. I was excited about mm-hmm. the whole thing. It was a different packing experience. Cause you're like, we had already had reserved an Airbnb to stay in, in Boise, which I'm glad we did. Cause we have like a yard for the dogs and actual house to get out of the camper for a week. But so it was like camp, you, you pack to like load the camper, but you're also going to need to stay <laughs> yeah. in a place. It was just a yeah. weird camping, you know, packing experience, but I was excited about the whole process. Which is why our countertop here <laughs> in the Airbnb is like, but you have everything you need. If you drive yourself with yeah. a camper, you have your own cups, you have your own dishes. <laughs> yeah, it's, We have sheets and towels if we were to need them. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't that impressed with the cleanliness of the silverware in this place. So I'm I like grabs- grab our own silverware. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, so we we leave on on Thursday. Yeah. It's going to be a five day drive. That's if, another thing we weren't sure of. Is like you know you Google Map something, you're like, how long does it take to get from A to B? And it says like six or seven hours. And then we're like, well, okay, we're towing a camper. You know, how fast can we go? Yeah. Like, what will the stops feel like? So we kind of like we put we put a lot of buffer in there because we just didn't know like, will six hours take us eight hours? Yeah. Like we didn't know what to expect. So we gave ourselves like shorter days so that we could like learn how to, how long it would take to pull a camper. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so we, we go uh, day one to Lubbock. Yeah. That was a pretty easy day. I and like. I was a little nervous to stay in Lubbock, to be honest. Like I was like, it's nothing against that part of Texas, but it was like almost like a downgrade to me from Amarillo. Like <laughs> I didn't like, know anything about it. I know the Texas tech is there. Yeah. I Whoa. just, I was like not, ex- I was expecting we not had, to have a good experience at the first spot where we were going to park our trailer. There was basically two options to stay out there. One was like the free RV park. Waylon Jennings. Waylon Jennings. He's, obviously, he's from Lubbock and he provides a free RV park. Or one that you could rent for like 40 or $50 yeah, a night. 40 bucks a night. And yeah. So we went for that one. 
what was that first night like for you as far as being in your comfort zone? Well, the place itself was surprisingly very nice. The people there pride themselves. It was like probably, I would say like 90% people that just lived there. And then they had a few spots for travelers Mm -hmm. and they pride themselves on like keeping care of their lawn and their like space. They're all like tight and close together. You just have like a driveway and a a yard, a driveway and a yard. But I mean, super clean, dog friendly. Like people were just talking to you all the time. I was, it was like our first time to stay, not in like a state park. And I was like blown away by how nice it was. So you felt good. I felt good. All right. And I was like, to me, I was like, I was like six hours from home. All right. <laughs> so I was like, it's <laughs> going back to the comfort, being in your comfort area. Yeah. All right. So what happened on day two as we left Lubbock? What was the next stop and how were you feeling? We went to Santa Fe, New Mexico. So we have driven through New Mexico quite a few times on our journey from Idaho to Texas. And I was, we just, the route we took, I guess, I was just never like super impressed with with New Mexico and the whole state. We have clients in New Mexico. Be careful. I know. I'm not saying it's beautiful. (laughs) Like, but I just was like, I don't know where to stay. Okay. Let's try to stay in Santa Fe. You also got to just for some context, like all this driving back and forth we did from Idaho to Texas was in the height of COVID where there was the signs that that usually say, put your seatbelt on, say like, stay home. You're going to die. Like in, in, in specific, I think that is what it is. And specifically in New Mexico, it was intense. The signs were intense. Every time you stopped at a gas station, they had a person out there. They took your temperature. Like you might not be able to go in and use the restroom or get gas. Like it, it kind of scared me a little bit for just like to stereotype the whole state, it scared me a little bit of yeah. how how aggressive they were because we drove through a lot of states. So you were already nervous about going to New Mexico? I was Mexico? already nervous about going to New Mexico. But we went to Santa Fe. And the drive to Santa Fe, it's beautiful, but there's just like a bunch of nothing. Like <laughs> we left Lubbock and seven hours later, there was not that much that we passed. Like housing, I, I, towns. At some point, I remember we were just following the GPS and I was like, this cannot be the route to Santa Fe yeah. because we're on a two lane highway driving past people's houses. I'm like, this is, it was a, almost the step up from a dirt road <laughs> that we were driving on. And it was the route to Santa Fe. And I was like, I've heard of Santa Fe. Like I remember it's in Frankie TV shows. and Grace, you always used to go to Santa Fe, New Mexico. <laughs> right. I feel like it's artsy and you get a lot of turquoise jewelry there. I mean, I had all these like ideas of like what it was going to be like, but it was... Everything we know is based on TV. <laughs> the road to where we were staying until we were like right up on it was almost nothing, which was strange. All right, but we okay. get there. But we got there and the park was amazing. Like it is... Everything you could expect from, I guess, from Santa Fe, just like art, pieces of artwork everywhere. The park was beautiful. Like you had a really nice big spot, like um, just beautiful. You know, you're all kind of sitting on top of a hill. You can kind of see the whole city. Um, they had a like a concert that night, like a local You're getting ahead of yourself. Though. Concert, sorry. Before, I'm just telling, I'm telling you all the amenities. Like yeah. it, they had a dog park. This was our dog's first experience in a dog park, like an enclosed where they could be off leash. Because we Beautiful. live in a dog park. <laughs> yeah. Okay. If, you, if you're looking for a place to stay, Spanish trails, is it called Spanish trails? Yeah. No, no, no. It was called Santa Fe Skies. Yeah, that's right. Um, in Santa Fe, New Mexico. All right. But before we get to like all the amenities okay. and the concert that happened that night, talk about the conversation we had leading up to that because we were two days into the journey. And you weren't so sure. Well, we got there. This was a very hard thing for you at the time. Yeah. We got there and it was beautiful and we set up and then 
something happened and I just like, I like broke down and, and I was like in tears and I just, I kind of was just realizing that the things about myself that I, that, and I was actually thinking about this the day before we left because his sister is very adventurous. You, as you probably heard us talk about her. She's lived in Hong Kong and South Korea and she's traveled all over the world. She's completely opposite for me. <laughs> and that is easy for her. Like that travel is exciting and easy for her, you know? And like, I'm like in the garage gym doing burpees the day before. And I'm like, I always preach about how like doing burpees is going to make you stronger for life. And I'm like doing a burpee and I'm thinking about this and I'm like, it's not, it's not like easy to do burpees, but it's easy for me to do burpees. I can, I can like endure the hardship of doing burpees. I can't endure the hardship. I mean, I can't, I did it, but it's harder for me to endure the hardship of like doing something like we just did, like leaving my house, packing my things, going to places that I've never been pulling a camper, which I was kind of afraid of, of like, we're getting into the mountains now, you know, all the unknowns. That's Mm -hmm. the hard thing about for me. Um, and I just, I just broke down and I was like, this is not me. Like, it's okay. I, I will just be that person that is like a hermit and I'm a homebody. And I kind of put that like, I put that on myself. Kind of like, a I'm a, I'm a homebody. And that's that's who okay. I am. And that's okay. I'm going to accept it. But this is not me. I won't do these things ever again. And you I, I kind of gave up. Yeah, I did. We, but, did. we but, didn't. But we didn't. So um, <laughs> I think what I think the, the takeaway from that is, you know, we preach about the value of doing hard things and yeah. like being nutrition and fitness coaches we're usually talking about in that context right but it could be different for everybody Mm -hmm. you know somebody who has social anxiety just going outside and like meeting a stranger could be a hard hard thing thing. you know somebody who struggles with food um you know resisting buying the food at the grocery store that they know is tempting for them is a hard thing somebody who's afraid to go to the gym and you know be on display Mm -hmm. you know for other people and feel scared like that's their hard thing so or push yourself physically like get your heart rate up that's a hard thing there's a hard thing for everybody right and we do we talk often about this like doing the hard things and i reference it often to burpees like i said but like it's easy to reference something that you're okay with as being the hard thing Mm -hmm. you know so we had this conversation and somehow i convinced you to go out and go listen to this concert that was happening at the rv park these these old folks singing some Patsy Klein, and what happened? Joni Mitchell. Joni Mitchell. (laughs) That's right. So what changed in your mindset between before that and, you know, deciding to continue on? I mean, I think that them having that, that concert that night is kind of why, probably why we're, why we're here in Boise and not back home right now. I was okay with giving up. I was okay with turning around. I was okay with being like, that's not, that's not for me. Putting that label on myself is like, I, I don't, I don't do these things. We'll use the camper in Austin, Texas. <laughs> and the lady, the first song was about, she was from Florida. She had traveled there, um, was about getting on planes and, and meeting a bunch of people and knowing a bunch of people, like not remembering people's names. She's met so many people because she's been so many places and you're sitting there with all of the, it, it was a cool little crowd. Like pretty much everybody from the campsite came out to listen and you see in families, you're seeing all the different people that are, that are doing the same thing as you there. None of them are at home. But when you look around at those people, like, don't you just assume that this is easy for yeah. them? And does it make you feel weird? Like, why is this hard 
for me. Look at all these people. They're on yeah, vacation. They're on vacation. This is easy. They're glad they're here. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the same thing as like you go into a gym and you're like, look at all these people enjoying being here. This is hard for me. And that's like kind of something you put mm-hmm. a label on everybody, but you don't know. Yeah. Probably nobody knew that that night that that was, I was crying and wanting to go home that night before mm-hmm. I went to that show, you know? Yeah. We, we look around and like, especially with social media, we just assume that whatever we see somebody else doing is easy for them. Right. And like, just that's just judgment yeah, and it never it gets us anywhere. And it makes us feel ashamed about ourselves because right. we're like, why am I weird? All these yeah. other people are normal, but we don't know what's going on with those people. I'm sure yeah. people at that concert looked over at us sitting there with our dogs and we're like, oh, those people are living it up. Like, yeah, I wonder where they're going next. Right. And we're wondering where are we going next? <laughs> <laughs> but not in the same way that they're thinking about. Yeah. Um, so we we got back that night. We had mm-hmm. some food, and we went on. How did your mindset last slash change, if at all, in the remaining days? I mean, I think it just it just trended to getting better as we as we. The next stop was Moab, Utah. Um, I think like it kept telling myself that like I kept I was very obsessed with like looking at the um, the weather. No, the altim- what's the thing that, oh, told- that the altimeter yeah the altimeter app on my phone to see how high of elevation we were because i had like done all the cities like boise is at this like salt mm-hmm. lake city is here like you know there's no snow this time of year right no i know but like <laughs> this just like just like pulling the pulling the camper itself mm-hmm. like how like how hard was it going to be to get up the hills and yeah. coming down the hills like when we used to drive back and forth <laughs> this is um it's like some of these like utah in particular has some funny street signs like there'll be like a three mile (laughs) three mile section where they say like no no drowsy driving stay alert for the next three and a half miles and you're like what is so specific about the next three and a half miles and like why are they like demanding that you're not if you're drowsy pull over in the next three and a half miles how about if you're drowsy pull over (laughs) anytime like yeah why what's i I always joke like are they pumping in extra oxygen in this i don't know i wish i knew or there's high wind warnings or there's like runoff ramps for 18 wheelers in case they lose control on a hill like there's all these like coming from louisiana and texas things i have never experienced right. we before. have hurricanes and floods yeah. <laughs> but we don't have runoffs because we have such high steep grades that like 18 wheelers lose control like we don't have those things and so i was like all these things are running through my head so i'm like the whole time i'm mapping cities and i'm like how high is this next city yeah so the whole time i'm telling myself that we have new mexico was the peak we've done it now we're down, we're downhill. <laughs> just, we're just gliding down now. <laughs> we're coasting into Idaho, which if you know, we're, it's not true. And actually you did most of the driving that, or you did all the driving that last day from north of Salt Lake City to Idaho. And it, that was probably some of the most stressful driving because you're fighting all the 18 wheelers coming from <laughs> no, east I think to this, west. The, this most stressful drive was Moab, Utah to Salt Lake City, Utah. That all was like two stuff. hours of a mountain pass. Yeah. That was, that was tough. But um, all that to say, like, I think I kept tell- talking to myself and saying, I've done the hardest part. Like I've gotten, we're three days in, I've gotten to, to the peak <laughs> and we're just going to be co- it's literally all downhill from it's here, literally all downhill <laughs> from here, which it wasn't. But like, it was like that self-talk where you're like, you've you, got this, you've already done this. If you've ever towed a, a, a trailer, it's actually more stressful to go down a yeah, hill that has which, a bunch of curves than go up because you can only go so fast. We actually the, kind of overheated the brakes at one point. Yeah, that's my fault. Um, so let me ask you this. If we had turned back after that second day, because you had convinced yourself, I am mm-hmm. not a person that like needs to do this hard thing is really what it comes yeah. down to. How do you think you would have felt about yourself in the long run? The next time a challenge like that yeah. came up, 
I think I had already convinced myself that that's like, I had painted myself that picture of like, I am not a person that does this. So I like was already convinced it's okay. I'm okay that all the people that are going to know about this are going to know that I turned back, that it was my decision and that I couldn't do it. And that, that, that's who I am. That's okay. I'm just like a, that's like, a, th- that's a fixed mindset. Like if you go yeah. to like the whole fixed versus growth mindset, right. I'm a person who's locked into this locked set of circumstances. This. I mean, essentially it's like the victim mentality. Right. Like, you know, you're not really claiming that you're a victim, but you're, you are a victim of your circumstances. This is the way that you are. You're not capable of change. Yeah. You will remain the it's, same. You will not transform. It's just funny because it's like what we coach people on in the fitness and nutrition world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that this we don't, we don't want them to be on a fixed mindset. We don't want them to tell themselves that they cannot go do a workout three or four or five days a week. They cannot like think about what the, you know, learn about nutrition. We, yeah. we preach that all the time. Do you think you would have felt like a hypocrite to those people if you turned around? Cause I guess I was like already telling, like I was telling myself it was okay that I'm just not this, you know, I, 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 I didn't, I don't think, I guess I wasn't thinking that deeply. Like I'm going to be, I'm going to have a fixed mindset. Mm-hmm. I was just like, it's okay if this like, this, this, this like, you know, thing is on my forehead now. Like I do not travel outside of my comfort zone. Like everybody knows yeah. that about me. I'll wear a t-shirt that says it. Yeah. And like, as I, you know, kind of think about like how, like my childhood and stuff, I was like, you know, I basically, and I wouldn't trade this for anything, but my, we, my, as a family, we only did things on purpose. Like we, we didn't really take like family vacations on purpose to go somewhere for enjoyment. We visited grandparents in different states and cities. And I was a competitive kneeboarder and my parents like sacrificed and just took me to tournaments and they, we traveled for those, but all of those travels were on purpose. It's like, I have to go visit my grandparents. I have to go do this tournament Mm -hmm. and I have to go travel to this place. And it was a have to, not a want to. And so I, I've never been used to traveling for want to's. I mm-hmm. like, I have a specific memory of the, the, actually our friends, our dear friends that let us live in their house in Boise invited us to California back in like, what year was that? 20, 2009, yeah. 2009. Yeah. Okay. Cause yeah. Cause we were there nine, nine, Oh nine. That's right. <laughs> anyway. Um, and we went to California with them for a week and I'd never been in, and I remember standing in the kitchen the day before we left and my brother said, why are you going to California? And I was like, I don't know. Like yeah. I was invited. We just, we just don't do, we just never did things like that. Like I'm just going to go here because I want to. The run, the running joke is that Blakely, if she has to go to a resort, she would rather be working at the resort than be there on vacation. <laughs> I think that like speaks to your work ethic and also, also about like you have, and I do too, to some extent, like, I want to be the person who's like taking care of things. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's how we ended up in this job. I don't know. But like you don't want, you you feel like going on a vacation is, is like a selfish thing. Why should I do this for myself? Like yeah. that's yeah. just ties back into the context of why this was a hard thing yeah. to do in the first place. Yeah. Um, we have to drive back too. Yeah. <laughs> It's all downhill. <laughs> we're at the top. <laughs> yeah, we're going to avoid the the high part and just go yeah. all downhill from here. <laughs> I think one thing I wanted to bring up is that, um, and we can talk about more about like fitness too. But I think one of the benefits of pushing yourself to do hard things is because on our own we are really not capable. I know, like the 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 buzz the buzzword thing that says like you can do anything you set your mind to, mm-hmm. but like really like we are limited in what we have the power to do on our own. Like we can't 
Like we don't have the power to always be perfect and always mm-hmm. say no. Like that's just us as humans. That's the human condition. So deciding to do hard things actually forces you. If you're somebody like us who doesn't like to ask for help to like admit that, Hey, this is going to be really hard for me. I might mm-hmm. have to ask for help yeah. from somebody else. Or, you know, I have to rely on a higher power like God, like mm-hmm. we believe in. And that shows that you're not, you're, you're not a perfect person. And yeah. that's the way that it's supposed to be. So challenging yourself to do hard things makes you dig into a different level of what you think you're capable of, mm-hmm. not only like within yourself, but be able to admit that you need help to, to do hard things some, you know, on, on your own also. Yeah. Um, and just tying this back into fitness a little bit, like it's hard to, to say no when people are pressuring you. It's hard to stick with your commitments Mm -hmm. to a workout plan. Yeah. It's hard to admit when you haven't kept the promises to yourself. But when we do those things, when we do the hard thing, it reinforces the belief that we can continue to do those things. And all this also kind of ties in with, with motivation. Like when we sit back and wait for motivation to, to kind of push us into doing the hard thing, Mm Sometimes you'll read a quote or somebody will say something you're like, okay, now I'm ready. But really at the end of the day, that kind of motivation fades quickly. Yeah. But when you start taking action toward doing the hard thing and, and like you did decide I'm going to do this thing, which is action. That is the thing that gives you the belief that you can actually do the thing. Mm-hmm. And then that, that action gives you a little bit of a boost mm-hmm. and that provides you the motivation to continue to do hard things. Yeah. And subjecting your thing yourself to things voluntarily that are going to be hard is really hard as yeah. humans. Like we crave certainty. We crave the easy route. Right. We crave instant gratification. We have to deliberately refine ourselves by choosing the hard thing yeah. to make ourselves better in the long run. Yeah. You know what I just thought of because this isn't this kind of ties into it is like we can also get into the mindset of telling ourselves like we're too old for this. Like we're too old to start a workout program. We're too old to work out or we're too old to, I don't know, run a marathon, like yeah. <laughs> anything like that. And that kind of think like I used to do things like this, like for a lot of my CrossFit certifications, I used to travel by myself to Boston, Massachusetts. And like yeah. the first time I did it, I was terrified. You know, I was afraid of the city. I was like, it's all mobsters there. Of course, <laughs> like you see in the movies. And then they're going to make me eat lobster. <laughs> I was pleasantly surprised by how awesome the city was. And then I, it was like almost like I was riding this high of like, I did this. I'm going to go do it again. And I'm going to do it again and do it again. And then all this time passed yeah. where I didn't do that. And, you know, and I kind of had like convinced myself, like I was, I was reminding myself of all the things I've done. And I was like, that was the old me. I've done it. And like, I'm past that. And now I'm just the person that just stays at home. Mm-hmm. And I think that that can tie into all these things. Like I said, like, I'm too old to work out. I'm too old to do a box jump. I'm too old to do a burpee. Yeah. Get outside your comfort zone and try it. Yeah. And see what the action does. Yeah. See what doing the thing causes your brain to think about what you're possible, what, what you can do. Mm-hmm. Like look at the results that you can get. Those will be, con- that'll continue to motivate you. Yeah. We get better at whatever we do. Yeah. It's practice no matter what it is. If we get, if we practice making excuses, we get better at it. It gets easier. We can get really, mm-hmm. really good at it. If we practice discipline, it gets yeah. easier. You know, it's less stress. Like we don't have to have so much inner dialogue to mm-hmm. make ourselves do the hard thing. You're going to get better 
at whatever you practice, including making the hard choices. Yeah. And I think as like a whole, we all have to start to learn how to live in this new world of like, am I going to do this hard thing in the midst of like this, this COVID thing that's happening? Like, what if I get, you know, like, you know, just kind of making those, it's like a different kind of mindset and decision that we have to even think about. Like, yeah, we're thinking about things. We're thinking about things that get completely different than we ever used to have to. And I think Mm -hmm. that just adds like another level of pressure in the mix. I want to wrap up just by like, I don't want to come across as like, I don't struggle with this kind of Mm -hmm. stuff too. Like for me, the hard thing isn't like making the decision to drive the camper or like, yeah, <laughs> which sometimes makes me not a great spouse. Like when I'm having a whole different thought process about the things that you think yeah, like the decision has been made, we're doing it. <laughs> right. So I have to continue to work on that. But like for me, a hard thing is like being afraid that I'm going to let somebody down. Like it's hard to do something for myself fearing that I will let somebody else down or that's time that I could have been more productive, mm-hmm. you know, for somebody else or made myself better. Um, I struggle with disconnecting. Like that is a hard thing for me is to step outside. Like I've said in other episodes, like to leave my phone away mm-hmm. from me to unplug from social media to not, um, you know, feel so connected mm-hmm. all the time. I don't really know how else to say it. Like, yeah. To like, that is a hard spend thing time for me. and thought versus time consuming. Right. If somebody, somebody told me I had to like sit in silence for 15 minutes, that would be really, really hard for me to do. Mm-hmm. And it's, that's probably tells me that's something I need to do more so that I can practice it and mm. get better at it. So that's a hard thing for me. I don't want to make it sound like you're the only person who <laughs> has a hard thing in this, yeah. in this podcast. So, um, anything you want to say in wrapping up? Are you uh, enjoying your time so far in Boise? I really am. Or as the as the locals call it, <laughs> exactly, Boise. Boise, I really am. I mean, it's been a surreal time. Like literally, the drive from Salt Lake City to here, I was like kind of welling up all the all the way because, you know, it was, it, you know, it was just like such a. It was basically the birthplace of digital barbell. I mean, you know, he said digital barbell had kind of begun before this, but this is, I mean, if you look back at the videos that we give you for demos, a lot of them were <laughs> shot in our friend's garage in Boise. And, um, you know, they used to visit often here when we lived there in that house. And now we're over there in their garage, <laughs> hanging out with them in, in their house, you know, and it's just, a, it's a, just a cool, surreal experience to just be back here again. Yeah. Yeah. You never know what fruit is going to bear from the hard things that you do now looking forward, you know, six months, a year down the road. Right. It's amazing when you look back. It really is. Yeah. All right. I hope you guys have enjoyed this episode. If you have any questions about this stuff or you want to just bounce ideas off us or share what you uh, struggle with or what is hard for you, we're happy to listen to. You can leave us uh, a comment. I'll put a a link in the show notes for how to do that. All right. You guys enjoy the rest of your day. We'll see you back in Texas. Thank you all for listening. We truly appreciate it. But real quick, before we go, do us a favor and subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review. Be sure and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Digital Barbell for all of the latest and greatest free content. If you're interested in working with Blakely and I, we'd love to talk. Apply for coaching with the link in the description of this episode or by visiting digitalbarbell.com. We'd love to talk about helping you reach your goals with a training and nutrition program built just for you. Thanks again and have a great day.